and you solve those pain points in your content. Because once you do that, then people will see you as an authority, right? If you're answering their issues, their problems, and you're doing it in the right way, in a way where they're like, oh my gosh, that's such a great tip. Um, Then you build a brand for yourself for that specific niche. And then you also build yourself as an authority in that field as well. You're listening to the Branding Gems podcast. Podcast that is not just interviews and conversations. It's to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question. What are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way? And then we discuss it. To feel your passion-filled lifestyle business, I promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business And together, we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Hi, happy 2022 to you. Feliz Ano Nuevo. I hope you're having a good moment. Let's not even talk about time. Let's talk about the moment and now. And just, I hope you're having a great one. I I am still in Colombia and I'm loving it. I love Colombia. I'm going to be here for the next little while. I do plan to make it permanent. That is in my plans. It's, I'm thinking it's also in God's plan, to be honest. It's, it seems like it's part of his will. And I'm just so ecstatic that I get to witness his will and just witness it all. So I'm so happy. If you want to follow my faith journey stuff and my love for christ stuff and also my digital nomad life you can follow me on peggy brie and you can see me see all of the visuals see all the images of my life and my digital nomad life which is pretty random so yeah check it out and just some business updates if you have a purpose-driven brand guess what i am opening up my books for select projects so if you have a purpose-driven project that is doing good for the world and doing good for humanity and doing good for a good cause reach out to me and i'll help you with your rebrand and that's about it for personal business updates i'm trying to think of anything else i i guess another personal update is that i think the last time i was talking to you guys about liking an individual i don't know we'll see where that goes we'll see where god's will we'll see what god's will is i i'm excited to just just be in witness of everything here so i'm already so grateful so anything on top of that is even more and i don't even expect that and i'm just I'm just so grateful. Anyways, I hope you love this episode because I do. I love this guest. I'm so grateful that I had a chance to meet her in this online space because she is so awesome and she's just so good at what she does. And I just am so excited that I have her here. So I will talk to you soon. So hi, welcome back to another episode of Branding Gems. My goodness, I have such an awesome guest today, the OG of podcasters. We have Debbie here. 
and she's the host of The Odd Beat Life, a podcast where she interviews travelers who ditched their 9-to-5 to become remote entrepreneurs. Debbie is also the founder of HowToCreateAPodcast.com, a podcast consultancy agency where she helps online bosses gain authority and income through podcasting. Welcome, Debbie. Hey, Peggy. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you. And Debbie is also one of the book contributors for our book, Branding Quickies, where we got 20 women from around the world to share their stories, their tips, and insight in this branding game. And I absolutely loved Debbie's section because it was straight to the point. It was a direct, and she really went in to help people in sustaining a lifestyle for their brands and she covered topics like how to grow, how to monetize, and everything that comes with sustaining a business that works. So you're so good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Peggy. It was such an honor to be able to do and be a part of your book. It was so much fun and also to meet so many incredible ladies as well. Yes, and it's fun because that group of ladies is truly such a great relationship group where that grows as time goes on since that book. So it was a fun project. (laughs) So let's dive right in. What are your top three tips on branding and business? And let's start with number one. Yeah, absolutely. So I think in terms of branding yourself, it all comes down to really understanding, first of all, what your expertise is on, and then understanding what value you can give to your audience, right? Because those are really the main things before you even start um, putting yourself out there is understanding yourself and also what you can really give and making that uh, first and foremost, the most important thing because you want to give value. Um, And I think for a lot of people who are just starting out, that's one of the biggest things that we really struggle with, right? Because finding your voice, finding your um, value and how to give that and how to create content that resonates that is really difficult. So yeah, just take your time to figure that out and really really understand that niche and and making sure you're an expert on that is is absolutely the first thing that you need to do. Mhm. Yeah, I agree because when it comes to giving value, it's such an ongoing thing that you have to do like continuously. It's like marketing. It's like you constantly have to talk about it and to serve your audience and provide value that way. And it is an ongoing process. So what are your tips in serving the audience so that it is ongoing and that you can maintain that? In terms of maintaining and making sure that you're really giving them the right content. It's all about going out there and talking to that community and making sure that there's communication and really 
understanding that message from your communication, right? So just showing mm-hmm. up every single time, making sure that you're accessible to that community, to those types of audience, and then mm-hmm. figuring out the right content, the right message from the interaction that you're getting from that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I love that you've been doing that with Clubhouse too. So do you have any tips for people wanting to serve in Clubhouse particularly? Yeah, absolutely. So Clubhouse is the new in thing, right? It's the new social media platform. Everyone's talking about it. There's a lot of FOMO that's been going around, especially if you have mm-hmm. Android, so you can't really get access to it. But <laughs> in, in terms of Clubhouse, I think the main thing that you have to do is to really show up and be consistent. Um, it's really interesting because I've been doing Clubhouse every single week. I set a schedule for myself. And when I don't have that schedule or when I'm not invited as a moderator, I actually don't go on there. Now, the reason why I say that is because I also need to be able to do what I need to do for my business. Um, And I can't be there 24-7. So I think creating a balance for yourself is so important. So for me, what has worked super, super well um, with Clubhouse and creating communication and community is... Again, just showing up and also giving valuable information. I think um, I talked to somebody recently and they were like, how how do I do this? I don't want to give out too much because then people will be like, why do I need to pay you? Right. I could just get it from everyone here. They're just giving information. But honestly, that's the same thing as if you Google. Right. You know, what's the point of you buying anything when you could just Google everything? You could just ask or do whatever it is. But if you actually give a lot of value to people, they're going to be saying, hey, if if Peggy is giving this incredible value to her audience here and it's free, I can't even imagine what she's going to be giving us when we pay her. So I think just having that mentality um, and really showing up for that audience, really helping them out and being really genuinely helpful for them is going to make you stand out. Because I hear this sometimes with people. It's like they just talk about themselves on Clubhouse. They're not really allowing other people to give their expertise. It's just about them. Or they don't give enough, right? Um, so mm-hmm. that I think that's why Clubhouse is so important and it's so useful. I love that because it's not an one-off. It's not like a one-off thing where you drop a bunch of tips and expect something in return right after. I think it's definitely a, a way to build relationship with a group of audience instead of one particular person and to sort of hook them in to your services and your brand as you show up a little bit more each time as you add a little bit more value each time and have them really want to get a little bit more. It's like a little teaser for them. Uh, Absolutely. Love that. So what is your second tip in branding and business? Yeah. So my second tip in branding and business, and we talked a little bit about this, is to show up, right? Um, I think in terms of people thinking about marketing, I think they think just, you know, create the content and then um, and then it grows. But it's really all about consistency. You know, you can you can really 
I mean, there's a lot of creators out there that show up every single day, right? And they're just super consistent and they start growing their audience and they create a brand for themselves, right? Um, And I think we often expect ourselves to be perfect every single time we create content. I don't believe in that. I think it's just showing up, um, really not waiting for everything to be perfect. I think taking messy actions um, and also showing not just the wins, but also the like behind the scenes stuff. I think that's what really resonates with people when you are creating a brand for yourself, because we often see, you know, filters, not just with Instagram, but filtering what you're showing um, and just showing the good stuff when there's also behind the scenes things that um, is the reality of, of everything. And I think when you have that consistency and connection with your audience, it's really going to make you stand out as, as a brand um, and as an entrepreneur as well. Mm-hmm. I love that because I feel like oftentimes people don't want to put out the so to speak failures or what they think is a failure to the world and on their highlight feed such as Instagram and that's the thing like in doing so it creates that sort of vulnerability that people are afraid of but in fact people connect really well with those types of vulnerable posts or those types of posts that really showcase how you're I guess feeling in that moment or how you're feeling upon the situation of circumstances or how you're feeling in creating content in general and having those like check-ins with your audience to emotionally connect with them is pretty important and it really creates that again relationship with your audience so that they are in the know they are growing with you they are seeing all sides of you and they are in it together with you so that's so true it's so good and actually for in terms of consistency so I heard that Sometimes it's not just about posting every single day, but setting it to a certain schedule that works for you. So what is that balance in between those two? Is it to choose one or the other? Or like, what is what do you think is the best approach for that? Yeah, for for me, I definitely agree with doing what fits the best for you and your schedule. And I think the more you do it that way, the less it becomes a chore or a job, right? And for a long time, um, it was a chore for me when I was posting on social media. Uh, last year, I took a long break. I took like months and months of break from social media because it just didn't feel natural to me. Right. I was just posting to post like I was told you need to post every single day or whatever crap people tell you to do. Um, and this year, I really made a mental shift with myself and I said to myself, um, I'm going to show up when I want to show up. I'm going to show up not perfectly um, and I'm I'm going to show like even the mundane things that I, that happens to me every single day, because oftentimes when I took that break and when it was really, um, it was really a chore for me. It was really painful for me to to even uh, post. It was because I thought I needed to just 
have the best things to post about, right? Like it needed to be perfect. I needed to go to these cool places. And um, so when I stopped thinking like that and I was like, you know, I may find my everyday boring, but some people actually find that so interesting. And it's funny because now when I post things that are just like ridiculously mundane, like I get the most um, engagement from that because it's so much more relatable, right? Um, So for me, it's really about posting. I know we all say this, it's authentically, right? Authentically you posting when you feel... um, like it really feels like you. So me posting about the food I'm eating, um, you know, funny things that happens with my family. And then in the middle of that, I bring in things that also has something to do with my business. So it's not just about business. It's also about connection and connecting my life with my audience as well. That becomes so much more relatable to them. And when I found that balance, it became so much more natural. And now I'm posting on stories, on um, Instagram every day. I do my post on Instagram. I have Clubhouse that I schedule. So yeah, it becomes so much more fun when you do it that way. Mm -hmm. Because it is so easy to get caught up in the tried tale of keeping up with the algorithm, keeping up with their analytics, and and looking into which posts do well so that you can create more of it. But at the end of the day, it really is something that you want to do that is not a chore, like you said. And I totally agree. Like sometimes putting that evergreen content that is more relatable aside from the content that pertains to the analytics of of what you usually produce is something that is that could go viral like it's something that could be unpredictable as well because content ha- can go both ways too especially viral content it's the most interesting type of content that could happen because it's so far off from the analytics but yet they reach the most so that's definitely a good point yeah, I agree. I think it's things that sometimes we don't even think it's going to be um it's going to hit home for a lot of people that becomes your viral content, which is so funny. <laughs> sometimes you just like it's when you don't try, that's when it becomes viral mm-hmm. when you're like spending 10 hours on content like nobody cares and then you spend like two minutes on it then it becomes viral <laughs> yeah it's like the most absurd thing and I guess it really is that balance of both because you can't just rely on this viral content and experimental content like all the time but you can't always just be looking at analytics on what worked in the past because it's all about looking at what could work forward so it's it's an interesting balance that I wonder if there really is a way to make that a more sustained format but I don't think so I think or is there what do you think yeah I I don't know I think those types of things like you don't know what's going to hit what's going to be a hit or miss I mean you could definitely um analyze that find what's online that's going viral maybe doing something similar so I mean there's so many strategies that you can do, but honestly, for me, I'm just like, I know I, I don't. <laughs> that's that's not the type of content I create, but I'm sure for for people like, you know, they do very well on that. Or you just start to experiment and see what works for you, you know, like and with your audience as well. It's just all about showing up and experimenting and then figuring out what's going to happen. 
Love that. I love that. So what is your most, what's your final and most valuable tip on branding and business? Yeah, I think the most valuable thing that you can do is really showing up as an authority, right? And that's what's actually going to build your brand is you're showing up confident and also knowing what you're actually talking about, right? (laughs) And having experience in that. So if you want to build a brand, you have to become someone that that your audience looks up to as an expert in that specific topic or niche, right? That's who they see you as. So for example, if you know, if your topic or expertise is about um I don't know, skateboards, like that's your content. And when someone thinks about skateboards, they're like that is you, that's what you do. Um and showing up as that person every time and being an expert in that. So that's really what what it's about to create a brand is really giving really ba- uh, real value and becoming an authority um, in that. And people see you as that person that they go to for that information or for that type of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I love that because you're so right. Like there's that also that entire true tale of people saying that entrepreneurs just have to fake it till they make it. But at the end of the day, like you have to be you have to be authentic and real. Like you can't fake, you can only fake it so far. You really have to know what you do and what you have to give and what you have to produce and all that expertise that is truly embedded in you. Cause that's going to go a long way than faking it and trying to catch all of these tips and tricks to fill what you already faked because that's never going to work. So I love that in building your authority, you have to show up authentically and be and and really excel in that field and really give value through that. So I love that. Yeah, and I think that's why I love Clubhouse so much because <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking <laughs> about because there's a lot of different questions, right? in that specific topic that Mm -hmm. you open up a room and people will come in who are experts and they will call you out on it, you know? So if you don't know what you're talking about, someone's Mm going to come up on stage and be like, hey, listen, um, I don't think that's true. Or I'll give you, you know, and someone's going to be sharing their expertise. So yeah, I mean, right now it's, it's, it's easy to to for you to be caught in that if you are not really an expert. And honestly, you know, in the beginning when I started my podcast when I wanted to do remote working, I had nothing like I didn't know on like what on earth I was doing and I was very very transparent with that. Like my very first episode on the podcast when I was introducing why I started the show, I was like I'm in this with you. Like I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm learning and going along this journey with you. So And because I was so consistent, because I was building that brand, I became an expert because I was learning from the experts um, myself. So, um, yeah, I think especially if you're not an expert yet, you can say you can become vulnerable and be like, I don't know. I'm trying to learn. And this is the journey. And I'm going to take you along with me. I love that. I love that in building your experience, of course, it's going to be intimidating and uncomfortable. But then the more you do it, the more experience is built and the more 
level of comfortability comes. So it just makes sense to do it more and to be involved and to just be around it and ask the questions and then just, just yeah, just participate um, naturally in, in whatever level you're comfortable doing and then just keep building it. Experience is going to take time. Um, and actually, one question that I have is in terms of authority. Like, how is authority built over time? Like, like how can that authority be built, especially in, like, this digital world? Like, how is... How is that authority built or like how, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, in order to build that authority, right? It's about finding the content again. So what, my first tip was really understanding your expertise and also understanding the needs of your audience. So when you think about building your authority, it's when you're communicating with your audience and you're understanding what they want, um, you're understanding their pain point, and then you're using those pain points as part of your content. So most or a great way to to have content and not to constantly be like, what on earth am I going to talk about is to really figure out those pain points. And that's what you talk about in your content and you solve those pain points in your content. Because once you do that, then people will see you as an authority, right? If you're answering their issues, their problems, and you're doing it in the right way, in a way where they're like, oh my gosh, that's such a great tip. Um, then you build a brand for yourself for that specific niche. And then you also build yourself as an authority in that field as well. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. So you could be known in that field to be a solution in that so people can think of you when that topic comes or they think of you when that problem around that situation comes, they'll think of you as a solution and they'll look at you as authority to fix that solution. So that's so true. I love that. And oh my goodness, your tips are so good, Debbie. And it's always so good to connect with you again. I absolutely love connecting with you in every way, even if it's through this podcast or clubhouse, which you host the best clubhouse rooms. And I definitely encourage people to come on to Debbie's rooms. They are absolutely so good. (laughs) And what's next for you? What's next in your journey? What's next for your podcast? What's next for the consulting agency? What's next? Yeah, well, thank you so much, Peggy. Like, you're the best. You always come and help moderate the clubhouse rooms and you give such great advice as well. So um, for me, in terms of what's next with the podcast, we actually just celebrated our 200th full episode. Um, We have more than 200 episodes, but um, these are full episodes where we actually have um, interviews with guests and we've I've interviewed over 200 people already. So we just want to make sure we're keeping that up. We're keeping up the content that we're doing these last three years um, and, you know, making sure that we're helping people as much as we can. And in order to do that, we've been really making sure that we're giving up the right services as well. So 
understanding again what our audience wants so we can give it to them. And in terms of the consultation for podcasting, that's another thing that I'm super passionate about is to make sure that I am really helping people uh, create income and build brands from their podcasts, right? So we, we like to help people start their show, but what I'm really passionate about is creating something bigger from their their podcast and whether it's authority or income or both um that's really what we're trying to do especially this year with the how to create a podcast.com um and the agency as well mm-hmm. i love that congratulations and just for a bonus for everybody to get a you know, a teaser of your consulting abilities. Do you have any like one-off tip for a newbie podcaster or even an experienced podcaster? Like what is that one tip for podcasters that they have to hear? Yeah, I think like with anything else, like with any content, um, understand your audience and give them what they want and balance that with what you're passionate about as well. and being consistent. I've seen so many new podcasters like, hey, I've started this two months. I don't understand why I'm not growing. I'm like, wow, that is nothing. You know, that's really not a damn thing. So you really need to make sure that you're showing up. You're doing it consistently. Stop worrying about the numbers and worry about the content that you're giving. If you are not giving people the right content, that is the probably one of the main reasons why you're not growing Mm -hmm. so think about that instead of your your downloads love that and i love that you mentioned having that passion behind that podcast too because like we've talked about in those clubhouse rooms having that passion is the underlying movement that comes for someone to put more action into their podcast that is aside from numbers so what an what an absolute key to remind people i love that and where can people find you Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to listen to my podcast and learn about how to start working remotely, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com. We have a ton of free resources there to help you get started on how to make remote work and remote life uh, more sustainable. Now, if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, you can go to howtocreatepodcast.com. We have a ton of free resources there. But if you're already a serious podcaster and you are ready to monetize and build a real brand for your show, you can do a one-on-one consultation call with me um, to see if you will be right for our workshop. You can visit howtocreatepodcast.com slash apply to do that. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Debbie, for coming on this podcast. It's always a pleasure to hear you speak and to learn from you because you are definitely the OG of podcasters. You definitely build your authority in the podcast world and it is so obvious. So congrats and and Thank you so much, Peggy. I'm so happy for you to have started your own show. I'm so proud of you. I think this is such a great idea. And thank you again for having me. Awesome. We are going to sign off. Well, you made it to the end. If I could ask you for one thing in the world at this very second, it would be to rate this podcast on 
Apple, like give it a follow on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. I would totally appreciate you and yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.